podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome to episode 358 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everybody. And... Good morning, hello everyone. And what have we got this week? Listen all y'all, it's a sabotage. Come on all of y'all, it's a sabotage. Listen all of y'all, it's a sabotage. Oh, me. <laughs> I'm going to fucking murder you, Mark. <laughs> yeah we have sabotage and we have the tax collector so we're going full david a again (laughs) um we are also going to chat uh seth rogan's uh well brandon trust sorry uh seth rogan starring an american pickle um plus a whole bunch of uh what we have been watching if we have been watching stuff um actually all about what we're watching apart from our main films we watch the cinema it's very exciting yeah um so yeah, there's that. Uh, we'll have some trailers, maybe, or maybe one trailer that I can think of. Um, oh shit, you fucking, you made me, you made me break concentration there. Um, you, I mean, there's not an awful lot of concentration going on, is there? Judas and the Black Messiah. Ah, that would be. There fucking go. Jesus, Becky. Okay. That's all professional here. I mean, it's not working. Well, because you're throwing me off my tracks. Um. I will have our usual um, tangents and trailers and bants um, and fucking <laughs> questions. We've got questions. How exciting. Yes. Um, yeah. Ian, what's been in the news this week? I'm a bit broken now. <laughs> um, it was chaotic, that, wasn't it? <laughs> My was always that. It wasn't, wasn't your finest, Mark. <laughs> If we're that, honest. Literally, literally, we'll be on my tombstone. <laughs> Wasn't your finest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I like that. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, uh, near near De, De Costa? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was wondering, is it near Costa or near De Costa? Um, directing Captain Marvel 2. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. great. 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 That, you know, that, it, it's it's it, it actually made me go oh as well as remembering that captain marvel exists as well it also made me go oh yeah that I, was a thing that happened boring thing that happened in hindsight i don't mind me watching it yeah i wouldn't either well we need to get on with our fucking marvel watch but you're like eh, i don't like him because we're halfway through Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and it's really fucking boring. I like Guard. Well, Guardians 2 is boring. I like Korg. That's for Ragnarok, isn't it? Oh, yeah, isn't it? I like the blue man. I can't remember what his name is. Yondu. That's it. I like him. Cool. It's not really boring, is it? It in the grave. The, <laughs> it's not the finest. The, 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 the. The admirable problem with Guardians 2 is that James Gunn spends an awful lot of time trying to convince us that we should all love Michael Rooker. Um, and that's absolutely fine. But, you know, it's like the way that his character gets that fucking send off with Cat Stevens playing and whatnot at the end. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, in, it's an interesting one, his volume 2. Um yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm obviously really looking forward to Candyman, kind of 
looks like that probably will come out in cinemas now. Um, yep. Think the VOD threat of that is probably over. Uh, from what I understand, they they have no interest in releasing it on VOD, which suggests that it, they must think that this is going to get really good reviews. Yeah, yeah, it, and it, it it will make some bank. Um, obviously, Marvel taking a chance on her is is fantastic. You know, good for her. That like thing that we saw from Candyman that may, looks like it might be the title sequence looks incredibly distinctive, and excited to see what she does. You know, um. Ryan Bowden and Anna Fleck were um, two. It was a weird choice for for Captain Marvel, um, and they didn't really bring much to the table there. And I'm I'm hoping DeCosta is, is able to. Um, so yeah, we'll see there. Um, has anything been pushed back? I don't think right. I think everyone's they're kind of everyone's like, everything's on pause at the moment. Mm, everyone's holding their water a bit, aren't they? Yeah, I, I think um, Bill and Ted looks like it might go VOD everywhere. What not sure? Yeah. What they end He's unsure at the moment. They seem to have pulled the release date. Mm. Yeah, so it was originally supposed to be coming out over here essentially the week after Tenet. Um, New Mutants first proper week as previews bank holiday weekend it's first proper weekend is that weekend as well so it does kind of feel like maybe they have gone you know what we could charge 13.99 for this one on vod and probably make a good chunk of change out of it um but we'll see um unfortunately by that time savvy people who would have wanted to have seen it will have already have found ways and means of watching the US VOD release um and you know that kind of is what it is if they're not going to make the content available um over here legally uh, or at least give an indication of when to expect it you know there, I, there's only so much that I, I think you can do you you know it, it's good to pay the studio and whatnot but at the same time, the conversation of all these things is worldwide these days. And I mean, that's the that's the thing that's worrying about Tenet with the US. Um, but then if that's not getting a VOD release, you'll only get cam rips. So that that is kind of a different matter there. Um, but we'll see. I mean, like New Mutants, the release strategy is incredible. Like coming out the week after Tenet and fuck it, let's do previews the, the first weekend of Tenet as well. Um, I get it fucking out, don't they? Yeah. Have we recorded since Mulan Gate? <laughs> oh, no. I don't think we have. I think that might have broken the evening that we last recorded the main show. Because um, yes. I think when we did the Interstellar one, the news about Antebellum moving to VOD in the US was really revealed, even though they still haven't said what's happening internationally with that. But yeah, Mulan. So... Who's paying £30 to see Mulan? <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. No. I, I wouldn't pay £30 to see Mulan in the cinema. No. It, 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 it's a weird one. I'm looking forward to Mulan. I am as well. I'm really looking forward. I'm gutted that it's going to... Well, no, it's, 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 it's coming to watch it as well. Is it at, at the same yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah UK cinema is coming. Oh, fair enough. No, it's not. Is it not now? I don't think no. it was. 
Oh, they've just completely bought it Yeah, yeah. Disney have said where in territories where Disney Plus is available, it'll be on Disney Plus. Where Disney Plus is not available, i.e., China, it'll be theatrical. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was just states. It was going. No, no, no. So they're basically the Disney are basically with that admitting, look, we've made a movie to, to, to tap into that Chinese market that we know can make. 500 million plus easily and then the rest of it we're just you know what you know whatever else we get to bonus i was really looking forward to that i think a lot of people were... 30 quid oh no i won't pay 30 quid for but i was looking forward no to seeing it i'm, I'm saying 30 quid uh... well i, I mean i, I assume it'll be less than other because it's 30 dollars it'd be 25 pound yeah, yeah 25 quid but still 25 quid depending on what the pound was against the dollar it might be like three thousand pounds it, it's it's interesting though because it's not a rental it is you will add you will it will add it to your disney plus library yeah um, and as long as you keep up disney plus you can still access it which is the thing that does make me feel a little bit more okay with it um well, eventually it'll come to disney plus for free yeah yeah, yeah. That, that, that's like saying i won't buy this on uh, itunes because in six months it might be on netflix hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it, that, it, it, yeah, it, it, it may well be, uh, that may well be the case, you know. Um, but I'll be honest, we in that house were all looking forward to seeing Mulan. And if it's a case of, all right, pay 25 quid and then Lottie can just watch it whenever the fuck she wants if she's really into it. Yeah, there's kind of a case for it. I mean... If you were to say Black Widow 25 quid, I'd be like, yeah, fine. You know, um, and let's see what happens. You know, Disney is saying that it's um, that it's a one off. But I read uh, an article on The Verge where an in, like an inside source had said they're not planning all this infrastructure for how to support this extra kind of layer of premium video on demand yeah. within Disney Plus just for one title. Absolutely, uh, yeah. so yeah. this this is this is the thing it's like you're gonna get is it that you're gonna get like marvel films star wars films come out in the cinema disney live action remakes come out on disney plus pvod and then bobbins like artemis fowl they just stick on this um disney plus i like, mean it, god there's a possibility what they could be doing is building a platform within Disney Plus that they can have for Disney Plus there, where let's say when um, whatever the next fucking Marvel movie is, Eternals, yeah. for instance, that goes, has its cinema run, and then when it comes out on home video, iTunes, stuff like that, you can buy it through Disney Plus there, and it remains on your Disney Plus. What, and then eventually it, eventually it goes on to Disney Plus yeah. at some point, but you can have it when you would normally buy it on iTunes mm. and it stays all within your Disney library. And maybe you can get it in 4K on there, but you can't get it in 4K on iTunes and blah and blah and blah. The issue but, there though is you don't pay a subscription for iTunes, no, they're just yours forever. Right, but but um, it, it isn't going to arrive on Disney Plus. The next Eternals, for instance, of that movie there isn't going to arrive on Disney Plus. At the same time, at the same time as it is going to arrive to buy on iTunes or to be able to buy in what is it? So the platform could be so they can expand it to do that. 
if they then do a side platform where they will go, do you know what, fuck it, we're going to let you have the access to all this, the Fox library and all that. Because at the moment, they seem to have bought that, but with the exception of The Simpsons, they don't appear to be doing an awful lot with it. Mm. So they've got to start, they've got to do something with it. They, haven't just, they, ha- they can't have just bought that just so they can have the fucking X-Men. You know, it, it's there's got to do something with it there. There has to be some forward plan. You don't see Disney just going, we'll buy it and we'll work out what to do with it next year. Mm. Well, so the idea of that people are coming out and saying, oh, well, your retro screenings and all that, they're all going to go because Disney have pulled that. Well, they were because they were all still playing last Christmas after they'd supposedly pulled it all. Mm. So it's just not true in a lot of cases there. Um, so, yeah, you can't see them building this infrastructure to just to, to just do new land. No. But I don't, I, think I, they're gonna, I don't think they're going to dump the idea of cinema because the, the simple fact is it makes too much money. And yes, at the moment it isn't, but they aren't going to fucking throw the baby out of the bathwater for what could be a two-year blip. The thing, the is, thing is, like you said, I, I thought it was interesting you noted earlier on that like, they can still release it in China and make an absolute shit ton. It almost feels like it's kind of a free pass because they know they can make so much money in China that, you know, not making as much as they maybe could have in the cinema might well be worth it just to see what will happen. Like as long as they're in the black in the end of the day and they've been able to test what kind of demand there is for this. You know, there is that. And the thing is with Black Widow, they need to start releasing these Marvel movies because it's also affecting the Marvel TV slate, which was supposed to be a big part of Disney Plus for the autumn. You know, uh, aside from Mandalorian season two, there's not an awful lot of Disney Plus series now. Disney Plus have actually had, are actually having a bit of a, having a greater drop off in subscriptions uh, percentage than uh, Netflix or Prime because they don't add anything. Yeah, because they haven't mm. added anything. Um, so I think that, that, that there is a, a case for, for that as well. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's interesting because it leads into another um, Disney thing for the week uh, about their treatment of catalog titles, including Fox titles. Um, like a report in the digital bits which seems to be corroborated over the weekend basically said Disney 4K physical media they're not going to do any more live action content unless it's brand new like any catalogue stuff and we're talking Fox films as well they're not going to bother releasing 4Ks of Um, they haven't but they have said that that, um, they may counter license stuff yeah, there's there's the potential for licensing, but I saw that like Arrow and Shout Factory were being uh, were being m- mentioned. Given how much Disney likes protecting their brand, mm. it would be very very weird to see them working with Arrow. And I'm not saying because Arrow's like a shitty brand or anything like that. It's because of what Arrow are kind of known for. Yeah. Um, unless it's like Fox stuff and they're comfortable that Fox distinguishes it. Um, and I mean, there, 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 there is form, you know, Phantom of the Paradise, um, Big Trouble in Little China have both had Arrow um, releases. Uh, a lot of Wes Anderson's back catalogue is um, uh, Touchstone 
and that's been released by Criterion. I mean, fuck, Criterion released Armageddon and the Rockers Criterion editions back in the day. Yeah, um, you, you could you could imagine something like, for instance, the someone picking up when they look to do all the publicity behind Avatar, for instance, the next Avatar movie. You could see there somebody like Criterion or even an Arrow or something like that having a push on because. Cameron's very savvy on these things. He gets himself out there an awful lot from all his movies. You could see them doing something like a True Lies or a uh, The Abyss title that currently don't even have a fucking Blu-ray for some reason. The Abyss doesn't. No. No. Neither does True Lies. They've both been slated for years, but uh, Cameron apparently is the problem with those. Mm. He keeps claiming he's not happy with the what is it? Right. He wants the the director's cut of The Abyss to go out. Um, but it's something to do with he doesn't own the license to the director's cut he only owns the license to the yeah. the extended cut um, okay. um, the, the other thing that, that I think people uh, forget about is the metrics in which the, um, the films are discussed has changed as well mm. so um, for instance Mulan 200 million budget and the normal metrics you'd add to that is you'd double that and that is what you'd get for your publicity etc and things like that Except publicity isn't happening the way it, it normally is. So, for instance, the tenant publicity, they aren't having to fly um, John David Washington and Rob Pattinson all around the world and having them stay in hotels and put up big installations and things like that to promote tenant, for instance. So the marketing budget will have been slashed no matter what, Yeah. you know, to get it out there. So... The films, something that normally would have had to have made five, six hundred million to to break even, now has to make less than that. Mm. Uh, and they're going to they're going to look at something and go, do you know what? We're not actually, yeah, we have it, we we have budgeted for this, but we need to accept the fact that it's probably not going to happen, and we need to just get something back now. Mm. Yeah, I mean, with Mulan, it's um, it did have its red carpet premiere. Um, there were press screenings. Like there was one press screening in the UK for Mulan. Um, so a lot of that budget's been spent, but it will do. Um, it, 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 it will do fine enough in China for them to experiment elsewhere. Oh yeah. Um, it's just when it comes to November and Black Widow, if US cinemas are still not right, you know, it's just like the moment a Marvel film hits Disney Plus like that, then, you know, you'll get people saying, well, Black Widow was on Disney Plus. Why isn't Eternals? You know, I mean, Sony with the, the next Spider-Man film, like. What the fuck are they going to do? Because their people are going to be like, well, why isn't this? Because they don't understand the, the business relationship. You know, it's um, it, it's 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 fucking fascinating. And the cinemas have shot themselves. I mean, to be fair, the exhibitors have shot themselves in the foot with being so militant on the 90 day theatrical window um, that Disney have basically nuclear options. This um, like you, you wonder if Disney said all right fine we'll release it in cinemas first we'll do the same as amc and universal 17 days you can have it exclusively for 17 days we'll give you a higher cut of the gate 
Um, but after 17 days, if we want to, it goes on uh, Disney Plus for 25 quid. And at this point, you imagine the cinema chains would probably go, yeah, all right then. Um, it's, I don't know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, you guys wouldn't pay 25 quid. A lot of people wouldn't pay 25 quid. A lot of families probably will pay 25 quid. Um, the one, I, I was listening to the Empire podcast and I'm on Mormon on there was um, saying about how it's such a shame that this Asian live action, Disney live action remake is now just the bellwether for Disney PVOD. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, you know, that's the thing. You wonder if Black Widow was the next scheduled one, would they do that as the canary in the coal mine? Probably not. But they'll do it with Mulan. But there's another argument to that, a counter argument. And I agree with that that point, but there is a counter argument to that is Mulan was not the Mulan was was made for the Asian market in the same way yeah. as the Fast and Furious movies are made for the Asian market. Yeah. More globally now, but the Fast and Furious movies were making so much money in the in the Asian market that it made sense to continue making them, and then the rest of the um, countries caught, the rest of the world caught up. Yeah. yeah. There was an idea for a while that if you that, that everything was judged on the opening weekend in the US box office until people like Guillermo del Toro went, no, actually, Pacific Rim didn't bomb. It, it made money. British mm. didn't make that much money in the US, but it made a shit ton in China. It's been great. Um, same with Warcraft. Warcraft, free, people frequently go, yeah, it was a right bomb, that, isn't it? And it's like, no, it won't. It made money. Which mm. didn't make money in the US. Mm. It's, uh, it, yeah, go on. Go on, let's go. No, I think I, I, I think I was just gonna like attempt to wrap it up, I suppose. But it, it, it just, it's, you know, I mean, like we may well pay the twenty five quid and fuck, man, just have our Disney Plus login. You know what I mean? You two, you know. <laughs> Excuse me. Hiccups. You know, I mean that that you know people share like Netflix and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? It just it feels yeah. there are going to be ways of people very easily being able to fucking see Mulan mm. and I just finishing up on news can I um can I just double check if, have you guys heard you've been in a theme park all day so probably not have you not heard the Zac Efron news that you're giving three men a baby yeah yeah I don't want <laughs> Zac Efron is going to be uh, one of the leads in the three men and a baby remake for Disney plus is he playing the baby? Oh. I think he's going to play all three males and the baby. I mean, he's 32. I think that's quite easy to forget because, I don't know, I forget that I'm 37. I think I'm in my 20s. I'm not. I, I, I think anything that says Zac Efron in is all you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he'll do it with that silver hair situation that he's got going on. I don't think it's anymore. Is he not? No. I did dig his silver hair. Yeah, I just dig him, so. Yeah, uh, trailers. Do we have one? Go on. Judas and the Black Messiah? Oh, fucking yes. Yeah. It's a wow, trailer, wait. It? What a trailer. Yeah. Um, It'll be nice to see Lakeith Stanfield in something that doesn't end with 
people with horses' heads. So that's that's quite exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Daniel Kaluuya, so. Yeah. It, it, that, that trailer might as well have said where it said, instead of saying Academy Award nominee Daniel Kaluuya, it should have said future Academy Award winner <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya. And everyone's favourite, Jesse Plemons. And, and, and everyone's favourite, Jesse Plemons. Um, yeah, that it, it's a hecko trailer. Looks fantastic. Literally, it was like I didn't even know this existed, and now I can't wait to see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's weird because, like, similarly on the Jesse Plemons thing, I didn't even know he existed until we watched Game Night. I'm sure I've seen other stuff with him in, but I'd never kind of twigged him. Yeah. And then there's obviously there's all the whole fat Matt Damon jokes <laughs> that go around, but he's he's actually a really fucking banging actor. Like mm. even in Game Night, where he, he he's not in it for huge amounts, is he? But the, the the stuff he can get across just with his like fucking eyebrows is is like ridiculous. So yeah, I'm keen to see him in more. To be fair, I'm a, I'm 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 a big fan of Kirsten Dunst's Jesse Plemons. Um yeah, uh, it yeah I, I, he kind of broke out in Breaking Bad. He had a very very good like maybe four or five episode arc in Breaking Bad in I want to say the final season. Mm. Um so fucking good i mean like i don't talk about tv much breaking bad we pretty much watched all of it while donna was pregnant so it was a good long while ago and that yeah like chef's kiss shit that show um but yeah he was very very good in that and uh, but yeah i mean he just seems to turn up in all sorts of random things um but him being a bit of a fucking scumbag with uh lakeith stanfield like scumbag cop guy yeah let's let's do it it feels like a it feels like a selma but one that will be entertaining <laughs> yes yeah um or, or you know or like in the tradition of black clansmen you know like using a sledgehammer to crack a walnut but doing it for the right reasons you know it's uh yeah it and that trailer but it like it, it just that's a lovely bit of art in itself yeah, it's it's so well it's so well put together and choreographed. Mm, yeah, yeah, really looking forward to that. Have we got any other trailers? Because I I don't think we I do. I mean, I don't think we've spoken about either the Baby Teeth or Spree trailers, but we are going to be watching them next week. So, but I've not seen them until we saw them. Baby moment. Teeth, yeah, very interested. Uh, seems very intriguing. Looks very Ben Mendelsohn. So you've got me uh, hooked yeah, instantly nice. there. Um, I do wish with these little independent coming of age what is it things i do wish to start giving them better names hmm. well it's to make them seem like kind of cute and kitschy isn't it yeah but it annoys the fudge out of me yeah well would you rather it be called like sad blue haired girl yeah i'm fine with that it still seems a little bit wanky but mm. but yeah I'm, I'm, i think it looks really good it does look very good yes spree i'm not as convinced as you Part of it is because I'm quite excited to see Joe Carey do something else that, apart from I don't know things, who he is. Is is Stranger Things? Same off Stranger Things, yeah. Cool. yeah. He looks about as charismatic as somebody who works in a McDonald's. Oh no, he's good in Stranger Things. I mean, everyone says everyone's good in Stranger Things, and I fell asleep in the first episode twice. Yeah, but that's because you're a tit. Because it's boring. It's not actually. One of those shows where everyone constantly tells me each episode, oh, it's, in, it's in really that, that great. Season two is a little bit disappointed. And then the end of it goes, oh, this is amazing. Right. Or oh, was the end eight minutes amazing? 
season two is all right. It's got one-off episode that people don't like, but. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as convinced about Spring as you. I, I think it's the sort of film where it's trying to send a message, but the people it's trying to send the message to won't get the message. <laughs> so like, oh wow, that's really exciting. That's a really idea, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a little bit like, no, sorry, the people you are aping to create a message are too fucking dumb. Mm. So yeah, I'm not. And plus, when when your star to promote this film is David Arquette, it's a bit like beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so what's David Arquette in it then? David Arquette. Okay. No, I think he's. I think he. I think honestly, I think he plays David Arquette. Well, he plays himself. Yes. So, yeah, no more over that. Cool. Courtney Cox is ex-husband. Brilliant. No, he plays Chris Kunkel. Has he played an actual character? Yeah. Wow, that's the worst somehow. You just fucking leave him alone. I will not leave him alone. We got against David Arquette all of a sudden. What? I have nothing against David Arquette at all. Well, it's clearly just, you did. It's just it, he's not like in a banner career over the past ten years, is he? He's going to be in the next screen movie. Yeah, wow. I bet he fucking couldn't wait for that to fucking happen, couldn't yeah. he? Yeah, to, to, to be fair, him and Courtney Cox being in the next Scream movie is the, the least surprising news <laughs> of all time. Yeah, it's literally he's turned around and looked at his fucking room full of cats and gone, we're eating good this year, kids! Oh, leave him alone. You're so horrible. He, he, he's getting some good residuals out of Jake in the Neverland Pirates. He voices the parrot. He, he's a man who's living off his alimony, is all I'm saying. It, oh, you're so mean. I don't have a problem with <laughs> David Arquette. It's always kind of existed deep down. He's living uh, it there from me. No, I'm trying to hide it. <laughs> Any other trailers? T- uh, j- just the, the new screen. Direct, like written and directed by the Ready or Not guys. Let's fucking go. Like, like yeah, that, that. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm like, I, I was a, a bit like, do you know what? Scream without. You know, without Wes Craven, when he'd made all the other ones, wrote and directed all the other ones, felt a little bit like, do you know what, if, he, if he'd made number one and number four, but not number two and number three, fair enough, but he yeah. hasn't, it had been his vehicle across the whole thing. And then, yeah, the Ready or Not guys, it was a bit like, oh, actually, no, yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. if they can, If they can get Samara Weaving in it, I'm, I'm cool. She's in what's in she? I don't know what what's it is. Um, that Bill and Ted. Ted. Yes, she is indeed. Um, trails? We know trails. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right, let's get pickled, motherfuckers. Um. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Did that take you by surprise? <laughs> Sorry, that took me a second. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, so. An American Pickle is a, uh, a HBO Max movie that's come out in the cinema over here, which literally felt a little bit like they went, cinemas are open, yeah, oh, what's playing? Uh, we'll play. Like, literally, like a band turning up at a, at a club on its opening night and going, have you got a band to play? No, we'll play. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, directed by uh, Brandon Trust, um, produced um, by... Uh, Point Grey, so um, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's production company, um, and stars Seth Rogen in a dual role where he plays Herschel Greenbaum and Ben Greenbaum. Herschel Greenbaum is a Jewish uh, immigrant uh, who 
is pickled in pickle brine uh, when he's attacked by rats that he's paid to smash. Uh, that one rat looked really big. It did look really big, that yeah. That was like the king rat. It was the king rat. Um, and yet, so he's pickled in uh, 1919 and awakes in the year 2019 um, and is reunited with his great-great-grandson, uh, Ben uh, Greenbaum and Hilarity and Shoes. Um, Ian, I'm very intrigued on this, on what you thought of this. Hmm. What do you think to American Pickle? First off, very, very weird seeing an HBO Max logo in a fucking cinema. It, it uh, was almost as weird as, as seeing the Sky Cinema logo in front of Unhinged. Yeah, God. Yeah, I forgot about that. I, I literally I literally grabbed Becky and had a, had a, had a weird out-of-body experience. Like, oh, oh, yeah, oh. You had a weird existential moment. <laughs> I did, yeah. It was- yeah, I mean, it just... All this who the fuck's owning what and all that stuff. It's just, it's... Ah, uh, oh, do you know what? Trailers. There was another one. Bollocks. What, Rob? Uh, the new Charlie Kaufman. I'm thinking of ending things. Ooh, I haven't seen that one yet. Um, Netflix movie. Yeah, Netflix next month. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. Anomalisa is an overrated fucking trash pile and people oh, gosh, can, yeah. and people can get to fuck when they say that Synecdoche, New York was one of the best films of the fucking millennium so far. No. Yeah, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, like yes. It's I, I, I like Synecdoche, New York. It's I I I, I, I what Ian's about to say in it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. Anomalisa was a fucking complete waste of time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm not in the Kaufman camp. And no, I, are, I also thought uh, Adaptation was shite. That, but there you go. That's that's the thing. I liked Adaptation. I like Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind. So, you know, it's a little bit fucking all over the place. So Actually, actually yeah. I, now you mentioned it, I have all these films there. I, there's not a single one that I actually like. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So that's, you know, what? probably subconsciously why you didn't watch this trailer. Um, now, it, it looks, I'm, I'm really, really intrigued to see Jessie Buckley do some good work. She's great. I want to say, yeah, I think Jessie, yeah, it is Jessie Plemons in this fucker as yeah, well. It is, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks odd. It looks like it's going to be another character basically going into some sort of existential crisis. Um, but I'm intrigued. I, I Very jury's out on it, but let's see how it goes. But I really like Jesse Buckley. Um, Beast and Wild Rose. I mean, I wasn't as into Wild Rose as a lot of people were, but those are two films that show that she's a fucking talent. And the fact that she's main like uh, headlining a, a Charlie Kaufman mo- movie for Netflix, yeah, I'm 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 here for it. So yeah, anyway, I knew there was another one. Sorry. So she in the um she's in the new series of Fargo, isn't she? Uh yeah yeah. Not yeah, sure I, that I watch, but I, I've noticed that she I, that she's in that. Yeah, her agent is fucking incredible. Um. But like she seems to be getting booked on some really good stuff, but she also plays the queen in Doolittle, so you can't win everything. Um, <laughs> uh, she's in a bed for like the entire role. It's bizarre casting. Um, yeah, so an American pickle. 
yeah, I'm I'm glad I I'm glad I saw this in a cinema because I want to support cinemas at the moment. And it wasn't exactly cinematic, but it it it, it had its moments on the big screen. I mean, I thought the the stuff that they did with the two Rogans was pretty fucking impressive. Um, and you know, it's 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 more than funny enough. I laughed a lot. Um, Seth Rogen constantly confusing women for boys. <laughs> um, I thought was a great time. For, for um, some reason, though, that for me, for no apparent reason, that that com- comedy vehicle of funny just makes me laugh all the time. I'm gonna go back to a, a, a favorite of my movies. Uh, but when uh, John Cleese is constantly uh, referring to Clark Duke as uh, a lady in Hot Tub Time Machine, even the multitude of sides we've seen it, I still laugh my ass off it every single time. Are you sure you mean John Cleese? No, I don't mean John Cleese. I you mean Chevy Chase, Chase, yeah. That's really true, me. I was like... I'm very hot. <laughs> is your brain too hot, then? It's way too hot, yeah. We took all your hair off. It should be cool. It's boiled slightly so it's a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. it's rattling a little bit anyway sorry Carol. no no it's 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 hell on earth tonight i i understand um yeah no i mean and, and you know the what i was a little bit disappointed in the third act just because of where i thought it was going there were heavy elements of being there um in the second act of the film you know with um herschel basically become or becoming a more and more powerful figure in society because yes, of what people project onto him. There was a point where I thought, oh, are they going to go where I think they're going to go? Yeah. That's really fucking interesting. And then literally a gag later, you go, no, they're going somewhere that's not as interesting. No, I yeah, thought. yeah, that, 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 that's exactly it. And the third act just isn't as interesting as the rest of the film. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, it's I, I I I'm not entirely sure how much we're going to have to say about this. To be honest, I think there's going to be more to say about David Ayer, um, which I'm sure is exciting for Mark. Um, but I I, I thought it was gently charming. Like, like I say, it made me laugh more than enough. Didn't outstay its welcome. It did kind of end suddenly as well, even though it did rescue that a bit with one of the finest mid credit sequences of recent years i don't think we watched that we didn't no what happened it's ben and herschel watching yentl and herschel enjoying barbara streisand (laughs) we might have to watch that there it's it's good i will it's good anyway yeah Uh, becky what do you think to an american pickle I think do you know what I'm the trailer made this look like it was gonna be really funny. And it's it's fine. It just it feels really undercooked. Like the the setup, like like you're saying, the setup's really good and it's 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 quite interesting, there's enough funny bits, but then it just it just doesn't really seem to know where to go at the end. And Mm -hmm. I, I feel like because I, I read um, an interview with uh, Simon Rich, yeah, um, 
and you know it was fine it was interesting he seems relatively bland um and but it, it highlighted that he'd also written that miracle workers tv show so yeah. i thought i right, fuck it i'll watch that in preparation and that as well is is fine and i feel like i should have like from that gone yeah this is just going to be fine and it was fine <laughs> So what, I can say about it. What you're saying is, it was fine for fine. you. Right, cool. Um, it's fine. I I enjoyed certain parts of it. Mm-hmm. And then other parts of it I found to be a little bit... I'm glad that um, for once Seth Rogen was in a movie where I don't think at any point he smoked weed. Which was... <laughs> I was kind of waiting for that bit where he gets Herschel high. Mm. I, I was kind of waiting for that, and it doesn't happen, which I thought was quite nice. Mm. The, the 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 blandness of if, if you'd have said to me before I watched this movie, oh, um, so Seth Rogen plays um, Herschel Greenbaum, and he plays Ben Greenbaum, who's the you know he's the modern, he's the great grandson, uh, right? So he he was pickled, smashing uh, when he's paid to smash rats in a pickled battery. And what do you think Ben does? My first thought I would have said was app developer. Yeah. Yeah. App developer. That's what he's going to do. Yeah, I think in the book it's like a screenwriter or something. It just it was always going to be something where it, it, he'd be he'd be sat down and he didn't actually have to work. It would mm. appear like he didn't yeah. actually have to work. Um, I think his performance as Herschel is a lot better than his performance as Ben because that just seems a little bit like it's kind it's of just Seth Rogen. Yeah. Uh, and he's not even attempting to be funny Seth Rogen in that bit because Herschel's doing all the comedic heavy lifting in that um, and Ben's got more of the the dramatic elements to it I think I suppose with the the melancholy about his uh, parents etc mm. um, but then I did enjoy things like um, Herschel pointing at the picture of David Bowie <laughs> that's his father? no that's David Bowie his yeah. mother <laughs> and then shouting Cossacks at everybody uh, was great um, the I will do violence to you. I will do violence to you is good. It's yeah, fine. it's kind of it's all, that, that that has fallen to our lexicon at home already. Do great <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe some donuts, bitch, or I'll do you great violence. <laughs> so it's kind of like if you'd have asked me straight after it, I, I was a little bit like yeah. I was a little bit underwhelmed. And then the more I've sat on it, the more I'm going. Do you know what? It's actually quite a good time at points and quite a fun time at points. I just wish at the point when I thought, oh, shit, and I think it's the same point that Ian had, uh, it had gone the way that my brain thought it was going to go. Yeah. He would have never been able to run for president. He could have run for president. He was Polish. It doesn't matter. that it worked out what it was. He was American, wasn't he? Because he came yeah. over. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But that's it. When you think there, shit, is he going to end up being president somehow? Mm. And then it done. He gets thought, is it? But that was quite amusing. I feel like Ben was a dickhead to it. Ben was a dick. Yeah, he was. He fucking pickle trolley. Yeah. You miserable bitch. But it was. Uh, I enjoyed the bit where he was courting Sarah and he bought her a fish and then she just ate it. Ate the head, yeah. 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 That was good. It's an odd one, that. The. It, 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 tell me everywhere that they died. <laughs> It just, I, yeah, it, it, it felt a little bit undercooked, but I still actually kind of 
enjoyed it. And I think part of that is taken the fact that I just I enjoy spending screen time with Seth Rogen. Mm. Yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah, I do. He's a funny guy to spend time with. Bloody right. Uh, I, I'm definitely not shit on it. Yeah, same. No, I would, go, I, would, I would go touch and cloth on this. It doesn't stick the landing. Fair enough. Um, well, uh, definitely not ship 17%. Touching cloth 50%. And ship 33%. So, do, I, do I win then? What do I win? Um, just a sense of self-righteousness. Oh, but I always have that. Oh, that's I didn't not enjoy it. Like I didn't, I didn't get to the end of it and go, well, there's however long of my life I'll never get back. Eighty-nine minutes. I'll, I'll literally never watch it again. I could see me watching this again. I could see you watching it again. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's not. We, we've covered mean much. we've covered this before that that's not a very good barometer for success. How many times have you seen Twenty Seven Dresses, Mark? you're listening to pretty good isn't it only problem is it's about halfway through pretty soon it'll be over and then what are you gonna do well if you're a fan of this show why not head over to wearepodsyndicate.com and subscribe to our brand new feed pod syndicate the bonus shows every week your hosts from beyond the neon chinstroker versus punter entertainment landfill film bastards his film her movie and what's on tap will be dropping bonus shows right onto that feed these shows might be collaborations and crossovers, or they might be archive episodes, interviews, one-offs, and other treats from across the Pod Syndicate network. So, prepare yourself for the inevitable disappointment of this Pod Syndicate show ending by heading to wearepodsyndicate.com and clicking on the bonus shows. We now return you to your regularly scheduled Pod Syndicate podcast. CS3P Combat. Player one. Choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player two, choose your character. While you're in luck. Round one, fight! Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast, featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. <laughs> but anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. <laughs> so join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com, also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, 
all the places that podcasts can be found. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? So, do we do what we've been watching? Yes, yeah, exactly what we've been watching. Ian, what have you been watching? I've got another glass of Pepsi. It's good. Um... Just to say to those who don't listen to the Patreon thing, I'm quite worn out today, and it's hot, so forgive my... Uh... And if you're a new listener, or a relatively new listener, and you haven't been with us for a summer, Ian doesn't deal well with the heat. <laughs> I can fuck right off. Like, could you, Im- could you imagine if I'd actually gone to Spain this week? Could you imagine? If you're enjoying it. Fuck. <sighs> Right, so I got a few things. Rewatched the Meg. All right. Uh, um, bit of a Saturday night drinky watchy with uh, with Donna. Used to do used to do a lot of Saturday night. Have some beers. She'd get through uh, a bottle of wine, and we'd just watch a shit film. Um, before Lossie was around, and now that she's kind of just old enough to put her headphones on and play her on her ipad and all that kind of shit for a couple of hours of a saturday we've uh, kind of started doing it again so you know watched geostorm a little while back and uh mm-hmm. yeah the meg it was like randomly like eight pound fifty for the 4k on amazon a couple of weeks back so i just ordered it it looks really really fucking good on 4k the hdr is really nice um it's a good looking film and it should be because it was really fucking expensive. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, but it made money, you know. Um, it did yeah. it did well. Um, I like the Meg. Um, I think I liked. Now that I know, this is a very very twelve A version of this film. I was able to kind of settle into it a bit more. Um, and I mean, there's few things better than some fucking twat on a beach. Like on um in the inflatable ball thing, running on the sea, who is running away from a shark and just kicking people in the head of like the pe like the people under him, and then the shark literally just bites into that thing, pops it, and he just goes flying off. <laughs> yes, that that's a good time. Stay from just stabbing the shark in the eye with a spear at the end. Beautiful stuff. Um. The fact that it ends, and I forgot about this, with an on-screen title just saying Finn. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, incredible. I, yeah, I like The Meg, and I think I'll probably watch it again one day. I don't mind re-watching The Meg. Yeah, it, it's kind of made me go, do you know what, I could I could happily re-watch that. The Sunday afternoon or something. Yeah, it does seem Sunday afternoon Or a Thursday night movie. Mm. Nice. What I don't recommend rewatching, the 178-minute extended collector's cut of Avatar. I won't be doing that. <laughs> I've never seen Avatar. I have seen Avatar, but I've never seen it in one complete sitting. So I've seen it, but like I've seen the first 50 minutes, mm. and then the uh, the middle 40 minutes, and then the last 25 minutes, and then the middle 40 minutes again. I will never see Avatar. Good for you. That's yeah. the right decision. Yeah. Um, 
so again like ages ago this was on amazon like the free disc blu-ray for a tenner and it was like do you know what there'll probably be some good making of shit on here considering it's free discs go on then and i've been meaning to actually watch it for ages so there's three cuts on here there's the theatrical version actually technically it's four cuts because there's also a dialogue track that has objectionable language removed um fuck off um so you've got the theatrical version. You've got the special edition that came out in cinemas, which includes the scene where they have sex and it's just the weirdest fucking thing. Um, and then especially for this Blu-ray, there's a 178 minute version. Um, which gives a bit more background to Sigourney Weaver's character, to be fair. Um, there's, there's some more stuff with her. Um, but... The problem with Avatar is that for all the world building, it is a very, very derivative tale, which feels like it's the most effort for the least amount of reason of a film that I think I've ever seen. It's the problem is all the effort was put into the, the the star of that show was the technology. And it's like, that's fine, but your story's shite and your movie's ugly as fuck. Now, this this is the thing. Watching this film now, the CG is... Excuse me, sorry. Excuse me. Um, thank, you. You. Thank, thank you both. Um, the CG in moments is great. Um, when there are explosions happening and it's kind of like reflecting off the Navi and whatnot, they've got a photo real quality to them. There's some stuff with um, Zoe Saldana's character towards the end uh, where there's like fires all around and she's firing arrows. That does look like a person in makeup. But there's also a lot of stuff that is looking like PlayStation 5 could probably do in, like, you actually playing the game kind of graphics. Um, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you said ugly, Mark. It's... When there's neon stuff and when there's explosions, it is quite pretty. But otherwise, it is just fucking woodland. Mm. Uh, um, and it, it is... It is... And... You know, I, 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 I've got form on not liking Avatar. I, I didn't like Avatar before it was called cool to not like Avatar. You know, um, it, it just it is quite a boring world to look at. It's quite a boring world to be in. Um, I mean, the 3D was second to none at the time. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I remember seeing Avatar in 3D and being like, fucking hell, that was something. But the 3D was something. You know, I, re- I remember reviewing it for you so you live film back in the day and I, I, I gave it five out of ten. And yeah, I think I'm pretty much still there. Um, much still there. You know, it's it's just not that great. It's just it, it, it's I'm I'm so glad that the Hurt Locker did manage like beating Avatar to the top prizes in the Oscars, because I think if it had won those like those big big oscars you'd be looking back at it now just being a bit like oh you know i, I, I mean the, the hurt locker is not a film that has like 
maybe like retained in the memory. But the Hurt Locker had a, had a really hot moment at the right time. Yeah, yeah. But that film... It's actually is, a really good movie. Yeah, it is. And it's a film that's trying to say something and it does it in a really entertaining way. Um, Avatar is James Cameron going, we, we should all make peace with the Earth and be nice to the Earth, but also robots are fucking cool and look at those explosions. Um, I feel like Pacific Rim does that better. Yeah, yeah. The kind yeah. you come through because we fucked the earth up and then the robots have to beat them. But it, the, the thing is, Del Toro is 100%. These robots are cool as fuck. <laughs> James Cameron, it's weird. It's like the last hour of this of this cut is like the big battle after the home tree's blown up and blah, blah, blah. Um, and the action is cool and James Cameron's a great action filmmaker but the point he seems to be making is these robots and all this tech it's not good you should be at peace with the earth and that's a lovely sentiment to have but then I don't know don't have a load of cool action then I it's I yeah I I think this will now be the last time I see Avatar touch wood (laughs) you know i mean like if there was a 4k hdr version of the theatrical version maybe i'd give that a go pre avatar 2 and i will i will give avatar 2 a go you know it will be interesting to see what he's done with all his toys um you know seeing what james cameron has done is always interesting at least once yeah but it is one of his worst films without a shadow of a doubt it's 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 one of his bottom tier it's his worst film i i haven't seen piranha 2 i'd still say it's his worst film (laughs) fair enough no it it, yeah it it's avatar you know but i i i I, I was sad that i wasn't like do you know what i yeah all right this was fine It, it no no but maybe the theatrical version I think differently. Um, lastly, in terms of what else I watched, uh, Blades of Glory. Uh, it was on Netflix, <laughs> and I decided to watch it. The John Heder was an interesting one. Yeah. Like he had like a few hot years and then seemed to disappear. And the problem with him here is he's playing the straight man to Will Ferrell, and Will Ferrell is being very, very fucking full on. Um. And funny, and he completely drowns out John Heder. Um, which, considering the whole story is about the two of them having to work together to to find success, is somewhat ironic. Um, but yeah, I mean, Will Ferrell having a fucking ice skate chase with Will Arnett, which they then have to take to land, and it's <laughs> them just really awkwardly trying to fuck. You know, it's uh, that it's a great time. Um, And Will Ferrell just doing Will Ferrell doing his I am sexy as fuck. And somehow all the women around him agree stuff. (laughs) I I do find funny. Like he he says, like he he appears like uh, like with his shirt off to John Heder. And he's just like, drink it in. This is what a real man should look like. And it's just his fucking (laughs) Will Ferrell. Um, (laughs) but it, it it works you know and i i mean i feel sorry for john either like he's got a lovely little subplot with jenna fisher in this and um 
but he's not funny in the slightest. He's the straight man, and he's Napoleon Dynamite. It what? Mm. Um, but you know, I, I'm I'm sure he's living quite comfortably off his residuals and whatnot, and good for him. Um, but yeah, I, I like I I I enjoy Blade to Glory uh, quite a bit. I must say, I'm done. Cool. Uh... I'm probably going to talk more Dark Knight. Well, I am going to talk more Dark Knight with Ian or, or Nolan chat. Um, so we rewatched Dark Knight, didn't we? Dark Knight Rises. We did. Um, on, on IMAX, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Oh. This is really thrown me. Sorry, normally you're like, right, what have you watched on your own? So this is oh, really... Oh, actually, you're going to... No, 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 we'll do it this round. But yeah, we watched it on IMAX. It was fucking great. Yes, it was very nice on, on IMAX, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll be talking more with, with Ian about it, though. There, so. I... It's not, it's probably my least favourite of the three, but I enjoyed it more than I ever have before watching it on IMAX. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, uh, just as an update to everyone out there, it is just our magic TV that makes me not go weird with flashing lights, as evidenced in <laughs> some of the IMAX screenings and stuff. Oh, like no. So, yeah, it's still there. I thought maybe I was fixed. Maybe the TV fixed me. No. Maybe it was Maybe it was my Dumbo's feather, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was. So, uh, yeah. Dark Knight Rises is fucking great. What are you watching your own? Um, no, we'll do the rest of them. Well, no, I'll do the rest of your own. Fine. Then we'll do those. Um, did I speak about did I speak about the Neverending Story last time? No, I didn't watch it. Okay, I didn't know where, the, where we'd got to. Uh, so me and Isabel watched the Neverending Story because sometimes mm. you just need to fucking watch stuff that that you loved when you were a kid. So that's yeah, what I did. Yeah. Um, Isabel actually didn't remember any of the Neverending Story, whereas I watch it and when Artax dies, I'm like, do you know what? It's really sad, and obviously I'm going to fucking cry, because that's just what I do. But I know he comes back. Isabel was in bits. And, like, I was like, at that point, I went, you've seen this before, haven't you? And she's like, yeah, but I don't remember any of it. And the horse just died. <laughs> uh, she very much enjoyed the turtle dude, the the mound of turtle. Um yeah, it was it was really it was really good actually watching it watching it again and remembering it, but watching it with somebody that essentially hadn't seen it because it is really fucking magical. And she's sixteen years old and she was completely like drawn into it, which it made me like her a bit more. Um, so then after that, because it was still relatively early when we finished watching Neverending Story, I think you'd want to better than migraine, so it was just me and Isabel just yeah. chilling out. So then me and Isabel watched Host. Yes, she did. Yeah. <laughs> I think nice. it was the night after we actually did the recording as well. Um, yeah, she she didn't find the same bit scary. She really didn't like the um, the face that pops up at Teddy. Um, when yeah. Yeah. Oh. Run away and the um, thing that pops out at uh, Haley and Gemma at the end the final shot um but yeah the she, she really enjoyed it and it was it, it scared her enough but she um I was watching because you know we were t- saying on the recording about like look out for for stuff um before the actual seance starts I couldn't see anything but then I read something a couple of days later that says it's more like symbolic little easter eggs oh okay so, so like you know how um Teddy blows his vape pen at the screen to make the smoke mm-hmm. and then he burns to death and like uh, Emma is it um, her glass 
smashes, doesn't it? And then she goes through an upstairs window. So I think it's more supposed to be stuff like that. But I'm not sure. Whether well, maybe we're just all missing something. It's interesting that. Um Yeah, I'd be intrigued to ask Rob about that. Yeah. Mm. Um so then continuing the nostalgia theme, me and Isabel uh, no, uh, just me. I watched the Princess Bride. I fucking love the Princess Bride. Only one Bride film that I don't get on with. I think you should rewatch it. Maybe you've overwatched it when you were a kid. I didn't watch it when I was a kid. I think that's the problem. Ah, yeah. There's no. I, yeah. I, I've got no nostalgic reference for it. The first time I watched it, I was like, I think it was when you showed me it. I was like sixteen. Whoa! I showed you a film for the first time. Yeah. That honestly makes me feel so proud. Not so proud that you didn't like it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but 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 how? I just don't find it funny. How? I don't know. It's the only Billy Crystal movie that I don't find funny, and it's the only Rob Ryder movie I don't really get on with. I just don't. It doesn't. Yeah, it has no effect on me whatsoever. I've tried it multiple times, and it has no effect on me whatsoever. I I just find it boring. Even Mandy for thinking. Yeah. How? I, I honestly, I find it boring. Anything with Wallace Shaw in it, I really fucking struggle with as well. Which one's he? He's the. Or wizard or something I'm on his song look him up okay on your phone hi I'm right I'm trying to <laughs> uh Princess Bride let's have a look oh 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 I think I know who you mean yeah I mean you've gone the long way around there you could have put all this shawl in couldn't you then found out straight away Vizzini inconceivable yeah oh. yeah I, I find him off-putting Giant in it. So they wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger for that initially. Yeah, they got budget Schwarzenegger. No, because they wanted him when he wasn't famous yet, and then by the time they got around to making it, it was too famous for them to afford, so they got Andre the Giant. <laughs> yeah. Literally, oh, a lot of things happened with Andre the Giant for that. I'm really disappointed in you that you don't like Princess Bride. I'd get used to it. <laughs> um, I also watched Sinister after our conversation about it. We watched that together. Uh, Sinister's great, by the way. It, it doesn't need to be said again. We've spoken about it enough on here. Um, I also watched Searching again after we were speaking about it the other day. Um, it's, it was actually better than I remembered it being. Do you remember it being good then? Yeah. I like Searching. You can fuck right off. Um, and then I decided. Well, you know, if we're going to carry on a theme about missing girls, let's watch Megan is Missing. And then I remembered why why nobody watches Megan is Missing, because it's fucking grim. It's the good. Is Megan is Missing? Have you never seen Megan is Missing? No. So it's done as like a found footage um, kind of thing of basically there's these two girls, they're friends. One of They're both kind of good students, but one of them, when she's with her friends, pretends to be like not and be kind of cool um and then um amy i think she's called is the she's just a, a good girl um and megan has like this really shitty family life and she meets this guy online she goes to meet him and then she goes missing um and then amy decides to investigate and try and find her um and it's all done as like camcorder footage or phone camera recordings um 
like uh, da, 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 like Skype chat type things with video and stuff like that. It's all done kind of that way. Um, but yeah, it's got a really fucking bleak ending. Are you going to watch it? Uh, probably uh, not. Okay. We are all spoilers all the time, aren't we? Yeah. So anyway, Amy tracks down this guy that Megan has met online um, and he... Um, he kidnaps her and he rapes her. Um, but then he says he's gonna like return her to her family. Um, but she has to go in this barrel for him to return her because um, he, she can't see anything on the journey. And oh, God. Um, it so, sound grim. so then he opens the barrel and Megan's dead, rotting corpse is in it, and she has to get in it, and then he buries her alive. The rape. <laughs> as well this doesn't sound like a fucking oh no it's not a fun film doesn't sound it no yeah I was rushing to watch this one it's on, it's on YouTube it's not available on anything else I think it's actually banned in some country because of the three minute very exploitative rape scene mm-hmm. so yeah not solid to that one though no I wouldn't watch it though. I'm not going to Ian I, you, you definitely shouldn't watch it no no I don't I don't, I don't think I will be doing that no all yours yeah right um i've watched Spanked anything solo uh, at all uh, but we did watch the short redemption last we night at the cinema didn't we we did um i mean i i know it's almost become a bit cliche to say that movie's great because it's like it just yeah. it was i it's imdb's like number one movie and stuff like that and it's almost there's been almost like a bit of a weird backlash to it but short redemption is actually a really fucking great movie mm. um and just because something's universally liked doesn't make it not worthy of it if that makes no, sense no yeah uh fantastic to see it on the big screen it really is um yeah i think when we come to talk to about terminator in a minute I, i'll 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 put across one of my points about what has been interest what has mm. been really interesting about watching retro screenings i mean you could probably just say it now no because it, it, it's quite pertinent towards the terminator oh okay um yeah it looks great and we were both coming when we came out didn't we about how um how it didn't feel like a plus two hour movie mm. how, it, how it ticked along it felt like a 90 minute movie oh i thought that's what you were going to say about Terminator. because no, no. we we said the same thing about terminator 2 didn't we that yeah. um it, it it didn't feel like like when you go in after work and stuff like that there is even if it's something you're really looking forward to there is an element of Oh, I've got to sit in a cinema for two and a bit hours. Because but... that's it, we went to see it uh, Monday night um, straight after work, didn't we? Where literally you came, hit, came in. I finished at six, got home on my bike at 6.15 and it started at half past. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and um, Terminator 2 um, started at ten past seven and I got to the cinema at quarter past seven and we <laughs> literally went straight in as the fucking, the, that singing choir thing were telling us to turn our phones off. And, yeah. Um, film started. Uh, and that was after I worked a 11 hour shift and then bang sit down for two and a half hours mm. um so we don't need to go too much into the the plots of these movies or anything like that because we they're they're great, yeah. so it's it Terminator and Terminator 2 um Ian you mentioned about the um with Terminator 2 didn't you about the there's a little bit of negative chatter uh, about the Pitch quality. Quality. Yeah, mm. it, it's I think this is is what occasionally happens where you get 
a movie that appeals and a so the 4K thing, no matter which way we look at it, and and we're excited about it, you less so that's um it, it, it is something that's quite geeky that is something that appeals there. All I can say for that is that is literally somebody who has sat with it and put it on and gone, right, where can I find fault? Mm. I feel like if you're going it's to... The, the, the one bit, there's one bit where you get, and I think I refer to it as Fuzzy Furlong, um, and it is uh, in the bit where he's pedalling to get away from the, the truck in the um, storm drain. And it's a flash of a second where it does look a bit fuzzy. And that's about it. The rest of it looked incredible. It looked like it could have been shot last year. Didn't notice mm. that. I feel like if you're watching Terminator 2, either in the cinema or at home, and it's been remastered, and you try to pick it apart for where the picture looks wrong, like bad, you are, you're watching it wrong. But my point there would be, right, this is the best it has ever looked. Without mm. question. Mm. It is the best it has ever looked. It's... For people who, who who came to Terminator 2, not via a cinema, via a VHS copy of it, <laughs> yeah. if you're then going to pick a, a, a 4K that looks fantastic because of a few, like, split-second action shots, it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, you did not live in the VHS era, did you? Mm. Uh, when you're watching a fucking a rented copy of it that's been watched and rewind, rewound <laughs> 700 times. Um, but what was very noticeable in the Terminator, straight away, for me anyway, was how weird it is um, to be watching movies in the cinema that don't have digital colour grading on them. Mm. Sure. It is, it, it's so stark that you watch it and go, oh, this looks like things look, rather yeah. than this looks like how Mexico looks, or this looks how the future looks, or this looks how a field looks it, it, it has become that kind of thing you know mm. all mexico is yellow in films nowadays <laughs> yeah. um all new york is uh, a bluey color unless it is a romantic comedy and it's say autumn and then it's a greeny brown color yeah and it, it, it is and it's the have you know has that enhanced cinema a little bit yes has oh brother where art thou killed cinema a little bit yes because of color grading uh, and it, it, honestly, mm. it was it was stark how much I was like, oh holy shit! And also the other thing, Michael Bean should still be a fucking huge star, and it's sad that he's not. True mm. that. He is fantastic. Schwarzenegger is also, but it, Terminator. If Terminator is released now, I think maybe not doesn't happen, but I think people are chattering about the fact that Schwarzenegger should get a Best Supporting Actor nomination. Mm. It's interesting. It's interesting. I think people would be like, it is... It... Do you know one thing I did notice when we were watching it? What? what, what how do you say his name? Fine. Bane. Michael Bean. Fine. Bean. Michael Bean looks like hot guys look now. Yeah. Like, oh, the, at one point he's but, dressed and you're thinking, I'm pretty sure that the people are wearing that now. Yeah, there's one bit where he's wearing his like hobo trousers and they're like right down on his hips so you can see his V-line and he's, he's quite lean but he's yeah. got a six-pack and it's like, damn. Oh, yes, Michael Bean's a hot He's pretty fucking hot, is that? He is, yeah. But at the time, I think everyone was like sort of more into the. It, it, it was the start of the bulk, yeah, the bulk yeah. trend, yeah. Whereas you got Bean and Michael Parry kind of fell foul of that. Yeah. Yeah, fucking hot that bit. Yeah. Um, 
but as well doesn't stuff end like well the what well. doesn't end well for him though. Um, but even stuff like the um, the whole I, I, I always find there's a particular scene in two particular scenes in this movie that I found fascinating, um, and one of them is the the scene in the hotel. Uh, in the motel where Schwarzenegger is cutting his arm open and then he's doing the eye thing. And it, you're looking at it and you're going, yes, it, it looks a little bit... It, 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 it looks a little bit hokey because of the fact that it's what is there. But to do all that, but, practically... But then you, you are looking at it going, yeah, it looks all this lot, but I'm still fascinated mm. by it. And it's still icky and it's creepy and it's like that. Oh, a bit where he pops his eye out. and all <laughs> that is it, it, fantastic. And as well, uh, like I've said, like I said to you, Becky, Linda Hamilton's boobs were a big thing for me at the time. Yeah. So it was amazing seeing them on the big screen. Not so much in two, though. Not as much in two, but still a little bit. Yeah. I still harboured that feeling. And unlike Amy Adams, she's got nipples. Uh, it's fucking disgraceful, isn't it? Amy Adams nipples. It's disgraceful. It is. Disgraceful. It is. Bothers you every day, doesn't it? It. It actually does a little bit, yes. <laughs> but yeah, there was. It was great because like there, there was bits. Um, seen it on the big screen that like I noticed that I probably should have noticed when I've watched it previously but just haven't maybe just been caught up too much in the story and the screen is smaller but like stuff like uh, when he goes through the fire and he gets his eyebrows burned off that I've never noticed that before weird isn't it yeah so basically Ian you should go and see the Terminator films yeah go and watch them it's fucking great seeing them on the big screen it is if I can I shall uh right just tell Donna that you'll you'll make it up to her, take her on another holiday, like days out, stuff like that. Days holiday, let you realise that. Can't do holidays. Lots of days out. Um, take her on a like league style fantastic lady day, or oh, terrific lady day. Terrific lady day. Terrific lady day. Oh, you've not watched the league, no, have you? No, I've not watched them. Fuck's sake, Ian. I just, I just we've got no commentaries what? to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, it's the main event. Alright, I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom because I feel like your intro for this is probably going to be quite long. No, it's not. No, I haven't thought about that. Fair enough. Uh, are we doing tax collector or sabotage? I think we're doing tax collector first. Sure. Yep. <laughs> um, so, the tax collector is the number one movie in America and possibly the world right now. <laughs> uh, and it's written and directed It's made by... £40. Congrats. <laughs> Hey, it made nearly $400,000. Okay. Um, uh, it is written and directed by David Ayer, and it stars Bobby Soto, Shia LaBeouf, and Jimmy Smith. What? Jimmy Smith. Who did he play? He plays Wizard. That's Jimmy Smith? Yeah. Is he credited? Uh, yeah. Well, fuck. All right. Did you not spot that one? I suppose I didn't. Right. So, what is the story? Um, Bobby Soto plays um, David Cavares um, and uh, Shadowsworth plays Creeper. They are tax collectors for, essentially, the... Latino mob, I think is the best way to describe it. Um, so there's all the various Latino gangs and they all have to pay 30% of everything they earn to a character known as the as Wizard, who is essentially the head of the Latino mob, who is in prison. Um, 
David, I say, is the sort of head tax collector, and um, Creeper is effectively his muscle, um, who is there to basically take care of him and ferry him around, etc. Uh, it's all set over a few days um, where there is a little bit of a coup from within the um, Latino mobs, the Mexican tar- cartels, I suppose, the other way to describe it. Uh, it's coming from there where they're pushing for a change of leadership. Uh, a guy who was previously ousted uh, is now coming back and essentially tries to recruit David uh, when he doesn't go for it. Instead of uh, just uh, saying, oh, let's let bygones be bygones, he decides to just start killing all his family. I don't think a Mexican cartel member has ever said the words, let's let bygones be bygones. Probably not, no. Mm. No. Uh, it, it, and, and, and let's probably, in Spanish, it probably sounds way cooler. Um, so, Ian, what did you think of the tax collector? Uh, I need to try something now. Go on, download. Right, right. I'll come back to that. Oh, no, it's installing. I just need to... Okay. Yeah. Let bygones be bygones. Go. Spanish, are we going? Lo pasado, pasado está. You see, it does sound better. Mm -hmm. One more time. Lo pasado... Yeah, it does. It'll sound better than The tax collector. Um, yeah, I didn't hate it. Um, I thought it was. I, I thought it was all right. Um, very much misses Shia LaBeouf in the final third. Um, really liked him and Bobby Soto's conversations, like. Shia but LaBeouf talking about how important meditation is to him. <laughs> like, I don't trust it. <laughs> um, is incredible. And then just like it's it's and then I lean into my day and it's like his day's just fucking murdering people. But like <laughs> um but yeah, no, it's that 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 stuff's great. And just the um you know, the uh, uh that bit where the the woman comes into the, the party and then um Bobby Soto's like She's like the female version of you, and Shia LaBeouf's just like, well, yeah, I must say, I'm fucking intrigued or whatever it is. Says. <laughs> yeah. That is what he says, yeah. It's uh, like it's brilliant, great stuff. Um, and I think Aya's sense of place is definitely there, but I I think it does really struggle, like sabotage, with like how to end, and so it just goes fuck it, let's just have him join up with a bunch of other, ran- like a random bunch of gang members. And that one ga- head gang leader is very, very into Bobby Soto. Just like, yeah. he's, a, he's a he's a good he's a good guy. I'd ride or die for him. It was like, Jesus, mate, chill the fuck out. Yeah, he, he, he does very much like him, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't know. Just like that's that one sequence where it's like it's implying that there's some fucking voodoo shit going on. It's like I, mean, I do love voodoo in a movie. I, I do love that. Oh, you enjoyed that bit. I, didn't I, you? I, I, I literally <laughs> I got my thoughts about it and get your thoughts a second bit. But how was I reacting at that bit, Becky? You can you can probably tell it better. I really hope they're doing a human sacrifice. Oh my god, 
I really, really hope he's doing a human sacrifice. Oh my God, they are. He is. He's doing a human sacrifice. <laughs> he was very excited. I was very excited about the human sacrifice. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, it, it, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I won't lie. Um, I think it's one of Aya's better um, efforts recently. Um, but I think it makes a misstep in having Bobby Soto, who is fine, be the lead character when you just want La Beef. Mm. Bex, what do you think? Very similar, to be fair. We commented afterwards, didn't we? I wish the alternate timeline version of that film had been made and it was um, him that had died and then it was Creeper that went on a big revenge kick to avenge his death. I'd watch the shit out of that movie repeatedly, but it absolutely goes off a cliff once Creeper dies. Well, dies is viciously stomped into the ground. Yeah, I think my thing there is it's... The ending's just very disappointing. The problem with uh, that I have with that is that we're built up. The both, China both enters the, the fold and that guy looks at him and he's like, do you know who I am? And he's like, yeah. Have you heard about me? And he's like, yeah, what have you heard? He's like, that you're the devil. Yeah, that's and then, the thing. And then yeah. the thing there is... We don't at any point get to see him doing it, going full fucking crazy. Yeah, a lot's made of him being yeah like really fucking terrifying, and you never really get to see it. Whereas if if the alternate timeline movie had been made, you would have. Yeah, you would have got got to see that, and it's kind of like that's almost a more in, a more intriguing story. Plus, I was looking forward to seeing a little bit more of of of, of Shia LaBeouf because mainly because I really like Shia LaBeouf as an actor. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I did. I was mildly disappointed by the lack of love we got in this. The lack of beef. Lack of beef, yeah. Mm. It was, yeah. It was a, a, a I wanted beef. more beef in my burrito. It was like if you got like a beef. It was all bean. Kind of sandwich, yeah, like a like a beef, a br- burrito. A beef burrito. And it's all bean. And then, yeah, yeah, loads of sweet corn in there. Loads of fucking sort of beans in there. Mm. Um, and so it was a little bit. It, it was a little bit like that, and I wanted more, more of that. Uh, it, like you say, it, it, it's it's very David Ayer's world instead of that. And I, I I like that about it um, in the sense that I, I like the fact that he brings he brings his eye of these gangs that he he grew up around mm. into it. So I like the fact that we get introduced to the Bloods, and it, it, they, it it's like oh my god, it's the Bloods, but they're just a street corner gang mm. that has become famous. Yeah. You know, yeah. they don't live in like plush fucking rapper style houses or anything like that. They are a criminal, low level criminal enterprise. I wish he'd been more frightening. Who? Um, what's his name? Bobby Soto's character. A soft voice. Yeah. Yeah, nobody. But then again, I think part of the whole thing is. He doesn't need to be because he's got. It, it, it is. I mean. At which point did you guys twig that Wizard was clearly his dad? I didn't, actually. I, I, I didn't. I thought there was a point where it gets mentioned. What? Where somebody mentions to him that it, it, it's only because of your dad uh... that you're here. Uh, and it's like, ah, Wizard's clearly his dad then. Right. Uh, there. Um, I, I like the, the dual life that he kind of leads, but, mm. but she's aware of his life. It's not like he's hiding it from. It's not a true lies fucking thing. 
but it's just he gets to be one person at home and gets to be another person on the street. That's a whole thing, Sarah, when he finds her dead, isn't it? That's a that's a whole thing. It felt very Latino. I mean, I don't think your average Latino takes their dead wife, bathes them, dresses them up, and then lays them out on a bed. I mean, I think they do. I think they'd possibly just call, like, the hospital. No, a gang of Latinos would do that. Yeah. Right. yeah I didn't want her to die. Oh, but, like... You, like, you've completely forgotten about the children at this point because, obviously, it's so tragic that she's died and then he's doing his whole dramatic thing and then he rings to the, the, um, the, sister. the sister and says, like, oh, how are the kids? I haven't got the fucking kids. And you're like, oh, fuck, I forgot about the kids. You've clearly got them. That <laughs> yeah. was quite good. I, I do like the fact that David A.S. seems to really like putting a quinceanera in a movie. There's a quinceanera, I'm fairly certain there's one in Harsh Times. There's one in Street Kings, I'm fairly certain. There's a whole section in it, in End of Watch about Quinceanera. They look like so much fun. Uh, yeah. So much fun. And they get to wear, like, ball gowns, essentially. Yes, it, it, it's basically a Latino bar mitzvah for girls. Do we not get any of that shit? No, you don't. Those boring whites. <laughs> I mean, we, we looked at an awful lot of other stuff, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let, let's, let's maybe closest, not play that card. <laughs> I think the closest, probably, is, like, America do, like, Sweet Sixteen, don't they? Yeah, that's just because they didn't want Latinos on the whole film. I mean, they look so much fun. It does look like yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, bar mitzvahs look, 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 look a lot of fun as well. I think that's just what... I just think that is Adam Sandler movies made them look more fun than they are. You reckon? Yeah. That one, it did not look fun. Mm. The party bit looks all right. We've got off a weird tangent here. Yeah, <laughs> um. And just to put it out there, love a neck break in a movie. That bit where he's hanging from that chap's neck, oh. thing, and then he's trying to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we didn't mention another thing in um, Terminator Two, isn't it? I I am a sucker for a good gun reload, and the bit where he's got his shotgun and he just keeps fucking whirling it around on his finger and reloading his gun. He's permanently scarred his fingers doing that. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it was worth it. It was a cool. Yeah, it basically every time he did it. Um, oh, it trapped his, his finger in it and was like cutting away at his fingers in it. But he thought it looked cool, too cool. But he thought it looked too cool and he's permanently <laughs> got scars all over his fingers because of it. And he knows where it's at. Sorry, just to interrupt there, I just forgot when we were doing the review. Yeah, it, it, it did. It did feel a little bit when when they capture um, Creeper. You're thinking, right, we're gonna get it, it's gonna be that, and then when he dies, you're like, oh, oh. Hmm. And I did think, hang on a minute. So, Shalabuff got that entire chest piece tattoo actually done for that one scene where you can hardly even see it. <laughs> I mean, that does sound like the kind of thing Shalabuff would do. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does. Um, another thing that annoyed me is once they actually started trying to, like, kill him and get the children back, it all seemed to fall too easy. Like, when he finds him in the motel room, apart from the fact that He's a really fucking terrible shot. Like, he's got a machine gun yeah. pointing right at them when they're laid on the bed. And it takes him a while to yeah, get them. it is. And and, and and that guy's, A, not a small guy. Mm. And the woman, I mean, he, he, he should have at least shot her in one of the boobs that she had. Mm. I mean, I wasn't so much about the, bothered about the lack of boob shooting, but... I didn't want boob shooting. I'm just saying, she was stats in the chest region. So, you know, there's a target Th- there. They were there. They were yeah. there, yeah. Um, but yeah, A is a terrible shot. But B, yeah, it... soft voice. Yeah, soft and it's just it just he finds him quite easy. 
And then he killed him in the toilet. I didn't look that easy, though, that's too fair. I mean, it didn't look hard, did it? If you're in a bathroom with somebody who's prone on the floor and you have a... That was easy, but he, 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 he did at one point have him pinned and he remembered that's his crown graph. That's just because he was a bitch, though. He was a bit of a soft voice bitch. Soft voice, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, right, so where are we then with, with it, with Tax Collector? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not shit. Like I say, I wish the third act wasn't the third act that we got, but... and. Oh, he's so, so a soft-voiced bitch. Yeah. 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 It is two separate ratings. What? Sort of um, post-Creeper and Creeper. Because the, the bit where, until he dies, it's great and it's definitely not shit. After that, it's definitely touching class. I, I'd be tempted to say before he, uh, after he dies, it's definitely shit. Um, but... There's about an hour where he's alive and a half hour where he's not. So mm. it overall. Oh, it yeah, it's definitely overall. Not shit. Definitely not shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. definitely not shit. I, I just wish the ending was better. It's, mm. it's a 7 out of 10 for me. So it's it's mid range air for me. Mm. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better than fucking sabotage. So, Sabotage is a 2014 um, masterpiece um, <laughs> written and directed by uh, David Ayer, but also Ayer has brought on uh, Skip Woods of um, Hitman, Live Free, Die Hard, X-Men Origins Wolverine, uh, The A-Team, and A Good Day to Die Hard. So, Skip's got, he's got precedent. Skip's got chops. Skip's got chops, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, who does it star? Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sam Worthington, Olivia Williams, uh, Mariella Enos, uh, Terence Howard, another soft-voiced man, um, <laughs> Joe Maggianella. <laughs> Martin Donovan uh, and Josh Holloway. Playing characters, and I have to get this in, um, such as people called Breacher, Monster, sugar, grinder, pyro, and neck. Neck. Yes. I love the fact that they're always referred to by these names. I mean, if, if you have a nickname, then that's... that's... I love the fact that Mariella Ellis's character actually calls Sam Worthington, her cook husband, Monster. She still calls him Monster. I feel like me calling you Fozzy. It's very icky. Yeah. Um, so, what's it about? Um, so... Well, it's only got the best storyline of all time. Yes. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays John. Of course he does. Um, <laughs> no, he plays Breacher. It's John Breacher. <laughs> Breacher, Mark. Well, anyway, he's plays John because he always plays John. Right, but he's earned the name Breacher he has by earned a Breacher. breaching things. Because he's one of... He's a DEA legend, Becky. He is a DEA legend. Um, and at the start of it, they are in a... Uh, again, a Mexican cartel. Um there, and they are essentially recovering um, some money. Uh, but what would you have it? They steal some. And then they blow up the rest of it to cover for the fact that they've stolen it. But then again, what would you have it? When they go to collect it, somebody has also stolen it from them. It's gone. It's just gone. Gone. It's just gone. So they are put essentially on some form of garden leave where they are. Because somehow... Despite the fact that all the money was blown up, they know that that money was that specific money to the dollar was missing. Yes, yes. 
And I love it even more for that gaping plot hole. Do you know what I noticed as well on rewatch? That somebody asked She actually about, fucking references she it. She references it. Mariella Enos references it. And they don't even give her a real answer. Nope, they don't. We just know. We just Fine. know. Fine. Yeah. Um, Do you was like, people are going to ask this question. We've got to reference it in the movie. All right, so what's the reason we want to give? They just know. They, just know. <laughs> they, they may as they should have done like what they did in an American pickle, where it was just like he explained how all the um, how I could live in Brian for a hundred years with some very good data that made a lot of sense, and yeah. everybody was happy. Well, <laughs> they shouldn't have done that. Like just do that for sabotage. I, they don't need to because they don't need to because remember. Breacher, monster, sugar, grinder, pyro, and neck. Yeah. <laughs> Which one was neck again? Was he Max Martini? Josh Holloway. Oh, he's Josh Holloway. Max All right. Martini is pyro. Right, okay. And Shona was called tripod as well. Yeah, yeah there is one called tripod. There, there is, is one, one called, called tripod. One of the other ones is called tripod. Tripod's the one who dies, I think, isn't he? Is he? Tripod's the one who dies early on, yes. Uh, so, Ian... Your rewatch of Sabotage. Um, what do you think? Right. So I must have been in a bad mood when I originally watched it because I think me placing this in the bottom 10 of a year, it, especially given this would have been like five years ago where I was probably watching an awful lot more films than I'm able to get through now. Um, there was an element of me that just thought like fucking what, did i have in my mouth that day you know um and not david ayers no obviously not no 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 it was it was tripods um (laughs) and um i mean everyone is very committed i mean muriel eros in another world would be getting like best supporting actress fucking conversation for how in she is with yes. this the fucking stds reek off the screen <laughs> yeah. um like she is fucking vile he's grim yeah um but i i, I in in like some i i mean i i assume Mark's like, yeah, I could see what Terence Howard and Sam Worthington see in her. I don't know. Um, I mean, she's a red Eddie, and so yeah, she's, yeah. she's fucking mental. Yeah, that she's... bit where she chews out fucking Josh Holloway in the fucking thing, and he and then he goes, all right, now now I'm in. I was a little <laughs> bit like, yeah, I can fucking see why. Is that when he's getting the penis tattooed on his back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that a dick? <laughs> I mean. Like, she is something else in this film. And it's so fucking grim. Like, I had forgotten about the hitting the cyclist. The cyclist is on the windshield. And then Terrence Howard just goes clattering into that fucking truck. Yeah. And then, like, you just see the cyclist just, like, going through and just turning into mush. Um, And it's a remarkably rough film to watch and that's entirely on purpose and i mean i don't think i'll ever forget that again um but again the ending of this film 
feels like it was taken off of David Ayer and they gave it to someone else. Um, like they they just cut in and like like the shots of the wife and whatnot just to set up some sort of motivation. Then add the last fifteen minutes be Arnie goes to Mexico and shoots some fuckers. Um, and I mean just the cast of characters, they're all so fucking horrible. Like it's I find it difficult to spend time with them if I'm honest. Um. I mean, the one I'm, I most like is Harold Perrineau, and even him, it's like when he discovers that Olivia Williams has been shagging Arnie, it's like, should you not be maybe having a conversation to her with her about her conduct? No, you're just kind of interested in how big his dick is. Oh, all right, then we're going to do... <laughs> I just... Yeah, I mean, Mark, I can see why you specifically like it. I'm fascinated to see what Becky thinks of it. Um... No, it, I'm sure it wasn't one of the worst films of that year, but it, it's still not good. I'm not as angry about it, though, which is nice. Becky, what do you think? Well, I I really loved it when we watched it first time. Um, there's one issue that I have with it, which we've already raised, um, but I've decided that it's funny enough that I'm fine with it. Which is the money, and how did they know? I I really like it. I don't get the, I don't get the hate for it to be honest. Because people don't like this type of movie. Because it's violent, or because is it's... it because of the giant pot plot hole? No, it's not a giant plot hole. No one even spotted that. Um, <laughs> it, I think I think there's a, there's, a ter- there's a certain type of movie that he's seen as being uh, the anti what Twitter people, what Twitter movie fans like. Mm. And it can be a bit echo chamber Twitter movie fandom is very echo chamber Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and it is, it, there's certain type of movies they, they don't like. You know, you can't be, you can't be violent unless you're a horror movie. You right. can't, everything has to con- conflict to a certain moral code mm. uh, and, and bits like that. And here is a movie where the the law enforcement are the worst fucking characters. <laughs> and there is not a single character in it that has a redeeming quality whatsoever. Arnie's not that bad. He just wants to avenge his wife's death. Yeah, but, yeah, but all his methods... He, he wasn't a good guy before that. He was good at his job. But... He loved his wife. He loved his kid. Yeah, but I, I still think that he if was... someone killed me horribly, I would want you to do whatever you fucking could to avenge me. Okay. It, it, including any of this. Okay. I will. I will contact David Ayer. Yeah, and get him to direct your vengeance. I get him to direct my vengeance. Okay, that's fine. But that's that's your point from. No, no, no. I, I, there's not there's not an awful lot to say about it. it. It's dumb and it's very violent and it is. A bit of a sledgehammer to the face of a movie but sometimes that's fine do you know what i mean it's like not everything has to have a message or be witty or or whatever do anything else other than be an entertaining movie yeah and i i i, I love just it, it's it, it's mental and it, it, it's unashamed in that it's um it's a throwback to kind of 
um, 80s straight to video action movies um, <laughs> where they're going over the top with things simply for the fact that they can it's what grabbed attention uh, and bits like that you know you're talking about you know movies that are only showed in cinemas after 11 p.m and things like that um it, and i i love that about it. it it's it's unashamed in what it is trying to do and i always think that that's one very good thing about david ayer in the sense that um you know, he since come out with Suicide Squad and very much said, look, that's not my fucking movie. It's got my name on it, it's like that, but it's not my movie. Um, it got taken away from me because they didn't like what I was going to do. Fair enough. But with the movies that are his movies, um, you get the feeling like he's he's telling the story that he wants to tell mm. there. Mm. Um, Sabotide, I think, was supposed to be a three-series films. Aww. It was supposed to be like a trilogy. Um, that was that focused on um, different characters. So the next one was supposed to be, I think, um, about Olivia Williams' character. Right. And um, she gets involved in a uh, a case that she can't crack, and Breacher ends up nice. helping her crack that. Um, and then the next one goes back round to the front. The third one was supposed to be that. Um, and of course, A is to be. It's his career doesn't fall in, in a place where he can do multiple films for that. Uh, but yeah, I, I still, I still really love it. it, it it's crazy. It's mental. Uh, it, it's OTT. Uh, and yeah, I, 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 I still really, really like it. I would say it's a fairly late at night with a few beers kind of movie for me. Yeah. And also the um, Joe Marginelli still not caring that Olivia Williams isn't the stripper and still maintaining that she should still be a stripper <laughs> and then try to force us on a drink when she's like, I'm working. And it's like, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. It's, it's great. It, it, it's fun. It is brash. It's offensive. Um, it's not that offensive. It's not, but it is, it, it will push people's buttons. Mm. And I think that's the problem with it. That's what people don't like about it. I love that it turns out that it's him that stole the money. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's that fucking skanky bitch. She's definitely the skanky bitch. But it's not the skanky bitch. No, it, it, it's him. I, I love the fact that he basically, when he tells Libby Williams, and she's like, what? And he goes, you're not going to do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, the that's thing. The... It's just like, right, just, you know, yeah, just, just be, quiet. be quiet. It's going to be all right. <laughs> just be quiet. And then he just fucks off. And that's <laughs> it for Olivia Williams. But I, I think with her character, she does, she holds her own for the most of it until she gets to the point of where she's like, where you, Sam Worthington's character's told her, you are out of your depth in this. Mm. And then she quickly realises, oh, I am. I, I am I am capable of reacting to these things, mm. but I am, I, not, I am not willing to go further into these things. Yeah, and to be fair, by the time she finds out that it was him that took the money, I don't think she gives a fuck. But she's I, there to investigate the murder. I think, yes, she wants to walk away from it and go, I don't want, A, I don't want to get killed, and B, I don't want the paperwork. It yeah. just seems like an awful lot of effort. <laughs> yeah. I think she's pretty good in it, actually. I think she's very good in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't really remember her being in it, because, obviously, quite a lot of large, big characters in there, isn't there? Yeah. She, it, she's it, fairly understated. For the it's part. a collection of, 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 of almost cartoon caricatures, yeah. more than it is actual people. It's like um, 
tone-wise, it kind of reminds me of The Losers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is very much like that in terms of I love that film as well. Can we watch that at some point? Yes. Um, so, yes, that was Sabotage. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not shit on it still because yeah. it it's, it's not shit. Definitely not shit. Ian? No, shit. I can't do it. Can't even upgrade it to a touching cloth? Nah. So that was definitely not shit from Ian. Good questions, guys. Did you do a poll? I didn't do a poll because I was like, no, oh. no it's an idiot. Silly sausage. I just I thought people just people don't need to be asked, do they? No. They know it's not shit. No, it's not. Um, people know. So Jordan McGrath asks us. Oh my god, tax collector, that bit when they grind that man's face along the fucking road. Oh, oh yeah, that's that. fucking rough. Oh. That was grim. Yeah. The fact you see his face like oh, he's, yeah, and his he's, sticking out. he's full fucking dented. Yeah. Um, Didn't like that. John McGrath, what's the strangest place you've had to go for a pee? Let's go for a pee. I have one while you two are thinking about this. So I'm coming home from uh, working at one of my company's other stores. It's my birthday. And the journey is supposed to take about 90 minutes. Uh, but the rain is coming down that much that the uh, the traffic is built up really fucking heavily. Um, and so the, the road has like a big hill that goes up and the police essentially have stopped it. So you can't, they basically have, have stopped traffic and said, it's too dangerous. Everyone just needs to stay here. We will come and tell you when we're about to open the road in 10 minutes to give you a chance to sort of regroup. I'm thinking... All right, fair enough. I'm going to be sat here for about an hour, they told me. So I've got my iPad, so I asked the, when the police are going down the line of what is it, I asked if, if you're okay if I can watch from my iPad. They say it's all fine, etc. I've got drink in my glove box. I've got some food in my glove box. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know what, fair enough. I'm stuck here for an hour or so at least, but I've got entertainment. I need to pee. Mm. I need to pee real bad. Real bad. But then I realised that all the cars have got fucking lights out anywhere. Um, and I think I can just go for a pee. Because it's needed. really raining. Yeah, no, I got out and just went up against the embankment. Um, <laughs> and I'm having a pee. Nobody can see or anything like that. I'm having a pee. And then this voice just comes out of nowhere. And this other guy, just a little further down, going, you having a pee, mate? <laughs> it's like, yeah. But me too, it's this rain, isn't it? And then another voice a few years down goes, Me too. Me. And then literally just a point <laughs> a kind of procession of just guys going all the way down this fucking like two miles that is backed up going, Yep, yeah, me, me too. Yep, yeah, yeah, that all the way down. <laughs> I feel like I probably shouldn't answer this one because being a girl it's a bit more uncouth to take a pee in a weird place, isn't it? I I know the answer, but Go on. Gosh, yeah, I know. So um at least possible. Yeah. During the year of the riots. Yeah. It was too dangerous to go outside of the tent. Yeah. Um, and also they were blowing up portaloos. Yeah. Um, so I had to go in the little porch bit of our tent. So it's not super weird, but it wasn't pleasant either. No, nah, it wasn't. Ian, what's yours? That was terrifying. Yeah. Peed on a friend of mine once. Um, <laughs> so New Year's. God, like 15, maybe even 20 years ago at this point. Nah, more like 15. 
um really fuck it like five o'clock in the, the morning everybody's just fucking sleeping wherever they can sleep i don't need to go for a pee and a friend of mine's just blocking the toilet door and just in my adult state it was like well i'm just gonna have to do it here then <laughs> um and he woke up while i was peeing on him <laughs> and, um, Is it that? that's haunting he, he that I'm actually a little surprised it's not you that you peed on. <laughs> yeah, was, I, I can, I can confirm. Get he'll, uh, he'll, he'll remain nameless, but um, it's, I don't think it's anybody you guys know. Um, but yeah, he woke up and he wasn't happy, obviously. But like the like the guy whose house it was, like he, my mate immediately was just like woke him up and said you see what like ian's just done and he explained it all and then the guy just laughed at him and was just like you shouldn't have been fucking sleeping in the doorway then shit you fucking twat and like just ended it off there um so yeah and i was just like i don't care you should have gotten out of the way you know and uh yeah so it's it's not something i'm particularly proud of but at the same time, shouldn't have been, there. Shouldn't have been in that position. So. I think you justify. Uh, Noel asks us, which Joel Kinnaman type would play you in a movie of your life? I don't know what that means. You probably need to give this some context. Um, so there was a tweet that Noel re- like sent us the other day where a website had basically said, like, breaking news about Spider-Man 3, Sony looking for a Joel Kinnaman type for a role. <laughs> and it's just like, I mean, if you're not going to get Joel Kinnaman, then who the fuck do you get for that, really? Hey, you know, um, I honestly don't know. I mean, like, I, I think in the, in the, 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 the grand scheme of kind of, like, dark head chubby 30 somethings where you could get get josh gad i'd probably get dan fogler <laughs> i think why then i don't really understand i'd probably get so i'd probably like... get some kind of budget fucking zach galifianakis <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Well, on that one, I think. Should we think on that one? It, it, it's just like a, it's a series, just like a nobody act, like somebody who just melts into space. But then, by definition, I wouldn't know any of them. Well, yeah, we do know them. Joel Kinnaman, Sam Worthington. I don't know who Joel Kinnaman is. Exactly. You've seen him in loads of films as well. I don't really know who Sam Worthington is. You keep bringing him up. <laughs> we, we, like, we've talked about two films that he's in this week. What's he in? He's in Sabotage. Worthington, yeah, monster. he's just a monster. The husband? Yeah. The cook husband? Yeah. And he's, he's in Avatar. Oh, that don't count. I've never seen that. Is he? Yeah. Well, just Zoe Saldana and then loads of blue shit wearing that. He's one of the blue shits. Is he? He's actually the human that was a human first. Oh, so he's not a blue shit? And he becomes a blue shit. And Sigourney Weaver's in that? Yeah. It's mind-blowing. So she, she, made some, she made some bad shots. Really? Yeah. 
I honestly don't know. I'm gonna have to have a think on that one and come back to you next week. I'm gonna go for the for for for, for the one that everyone will get confused with uh, Joel Kinnaman of Boyd Holbrook. Holbrook, I know that name. That's all I don't count. <laughs> right, we have more questions. Uh, John Dangerfield's asked us, which movie star would you like to spend lockdown with? What movie what, sorry? What movie star would you like to spend lockdown with? I don't know. I mean, like, you could go for the obvious answer, but... Is that that still Stallone? You'd want to spend lockdown with Stallone? Yeah! Oh, Arnie'd be a good one though. He's got a donkey. Arnie'd be a good one, but Stallone literally because I could just go, hey, stop Stallone. I've got all your movies. Can we watch them on? You can talk to me about them. <laughs> and I think he'd be like, oh, I don't, yeah. I mean, that's that, that's the thing. I like Kurt Russell would probably be my one that's for a, a similar. Because yeah. you bring like, Goldie along. Well, yeah, quite. And I mean, like just listening to him and Carpenter on their commentary tracks, like. They're having such a fucking fun time together. Yeah. I like just spending lockdown, just watching movies. Like if I could watch the Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell on a hot as balls August day. Yeah, that's a good time. Are we spending it at their house or at our house? I mean, if we spend it at their house, it goes up a fucking level with Stallone. Have you seen his house? It's amazing. Can I can I go stay with the Hemsworths and Alpha Pataki? Can you imagine how fucking fit you'd be and how many how many barbecues you'd have on the beach? Eh, I guarantee you the barbecues aren't as good as you're thinking because they they're not because they've got to maintain certain levels, don't they, to keep keep that keep trim like that. It's just protein. And then secondly, yeah, I, I, I'm sure you'd want to do that do there for your fitness regimes. Yeah, I'd want to be able to. Oh but shit, do I have to do, do, I have to do Stallones? Yeah. Jesus Christ, I am. Ah, ah fuck, it's worth it. I'll do Kurt <laughs> Russell's. You can do Kurt Russell. <laughs> which, which, if it's Goldie Hawn now, I think that's just drinking a lot of wine. Yeah. Oh, Kate Beckinsale and her cat. Yeah, but the the, the main one that's Insta-famous Clive. that she always does <laughs> the grooming videos of. Mm. Um, Upper Antons asks us, after recently being reminded of Gavin Rossdale playing the villain in Constantine, <laughs> has there ever been any great acting turns in films by musicians? David Bowie, Firewalk Me. It's a very small, but David Bowie in uh, Merry Christmas to Lawrence, I think it could be easy have in there. I can't see that. Uh, prestige is pretty great. His Prestige is very good. David Bowie in a lot of things oh, is very good, yeah, actually. What's that one that he did with um, Jeff Goldblum, where he plays like the fixer for the hitman? Oh, fuck, what's it called? It's not about last night, is it? It or... is about last night, yeah. Yeah. Well, he basically. Tom Waits is the man with the bunnies. Tom Waits, the man with the bunnies, and Simon Psychopath is yeah. very good, yes. That's my favourite. That is absolutely, actually, my favourite. I don't like the man's singing voice, but he's fucking great as the man with the bunnies. What? I don't like his singing voice. Fuck you. <laughs> Old man Grime, you leave it alone. <laughs> uh, Lady Gaga in Star is Born. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, yeah. Fuck you, man. Uh, not as good as Tom Tom Waits with his bunnies. Tom Waits and the bunnies is really fucking, fucking good. good. Yeah. Uh, we have more questions. I think me threatening people would fucking work. Have you scooped up the one from Rick? From I'm getting this to that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
to try to find it. I've lost that one. Give me two seconds. Because it's not appearing replies for some reason. So Andrew Jones um, says, great films to watch in a heat wave. And I'll follow up, great films to watch when the world starts to explode. I mean, I'd like I'd like some suggestions of films to watch in the heat wave myself. To be fair, I like kind of like your Empire Records type movies to watch when it's hot. Like just shit you can just set over a day. Yeah. I'll say one day movies yeah. that are just sit back and just let it flow over. Yeah, you. and not too much happens. Yeah, like slice of life type movies. Yeah, yeah. more yeah. rats. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Then probably call them more rats. No, we've got to do ones for the when the world's exploding. When the world's exploding. Geostorm. Geostorm. Yeah, it's the, yeah, that's I my probably, first one. I probably would do disaster movies because, like, in the same way that when COVID happened, I watched loads of fucking <laughs> contagion movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, and then we did have the one for what is it? Wait, where was it? Where's that gone? I think I liked it. So I think oh, was... Rick. He was saying he was playing Ghost of Tsushima. It's got a Kurosawa mode in it. What? I'm tweet back to it for some reason. Oh, fuck. I can't remember it. Where's it gone? Hang on, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima, which has an option to play in Japanese and in black and white called Kurosawa mode. Which other film directors should get their own mode in a game? Herzog mode, he just narrates everything. (laughs) (laughs) Everything you're doing? Everything. (laughs) Herzog, but it's narrating something like fucking Mario. The plumber man is turning left. <laughs> That's a good hair dog. The plumber man jumps down a pipe. I feel like it's probably been done, but like a Nolan, like memento style mode where everything's just in the wrong fucking order and you have to try and piece it together. <laughs> oh, do that for FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> like, you start, you go. Yeah, exactly. It's like you start, it's in the 75th minute, you're 3-2 down. It goes out to a goal kick, you're now in the 32nd minute. It's 0-0. Or a David Lynch mode where your character has the same face throughout the whole game, but it's like loads of different fucking characters and you have to just try and work out who the fuck you are at any given point. I had a David Lynch mode once on uh, on the latest iteration of FIFA where my player, um, there was a glitch in it. Um, and so when your right-sided centre-back, if it touched the ball over the halfway line, the player froze in that position and literally then just stood there. But it was an inactive player. But your player was still existed yeah. within the game, but was now invisible for some reason. <laughs> they patched it after a while, but yeah, it was really fucking weird. Oh, no, I've got a good one. What? A Miyazaki mode where everything's just really beautifully animated. It's like called a normal Breath game. Of the Wild. What game did they do? Yeah, there was, yeah. What was that, Ian? It's called Breath of the Wild. That's it. Yeah. Or uh, Neat I, I, I want... PlayStation, which was actually, uh, the first one was actually 
at, like made in conjunction with Ghibli. I, I'd like the next uh, GTA to have all the regions that are in it, because the map will be fucking huge on the PS5, yeah. to be directed by different directors. <laughs> so, like, like in, in, fucking, um, in fucking Chinatown, it's directed by John Woo. In fucking... In, in um, the Italian-American thing, it's directed by Scorsese. Then you've got Old London Town, that's directed by Guy Ritchie. And then, of course... David A is going to be there directing Latino Town. Latino <laughs> Town. Yeah. It'd just be all of this, but it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would be it would be the way to get me to play a GTA game. Yeah. Nice. GTA should be like your kind of thing, to be fair. Yeah, it's just not. What was really good? I, just, I, I, I have the Ian problem with GTA. What's that? There's too much to do, so I won't do any of it. Fucking right. Thank you, Siri. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's the problem. You know, they don't seem to... Gaming developers, because they want to have this thing where they want to have five big games a year, so it's ten weeks worth of gaming mm. between each game, and that is the tap they're trying to take. So the problem there is gamers like yourself, Vex, they want to do co-op things and online things, and you're not interested in that. I don't want to do that bullshit. So, yeah, so you're getting left behind with that because of that uh, and you're not get, they aren't making games for you and Ian doesn't want to commit to playing 60 hours to complete a game mm. yep. but that's all we're going to get I'm yeah fine, they, they, they all just yeah. want they all just want to be the only game people play yeah and it is and the, the idea is I, I've written that and said that the idea is that every year there will be a number of games come out, but effectively there will be five major releases. Mm. Uh, And then you'll have things like FIFA will get released and bits like that. But that's how it'll do it. It'll run around in these rolling releases. But even FIFA, you were saying that they're putting less and less into like career mode. Ah, but on the new one, they've they've decided, you know what, no, we need to go back to that because we've hardly touched career mode for years and Mm. sales for 20 dropped a little bit. Still up. Mm. They didn't quite sell as many as they yeah, expected. Yeah. Uh, and I want to be complaints where we've well, done fuck all. The only mode you've cared about is Ultimate Team, and that's because it costs yeah, extra money. Yeah, you have to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's all the questions we have. So thank you very much, guys. Generally, thanks for putting questions in there. And we're really yeah, glad you're okay, Rick. And we are very glad you're okay, Rick. Um, right. We've already covered what we're covering next week. We if have. you were to give us $2.40 a month, you would know. The Patreons, you'd know. Uh, <laughs> and because you don't, we're not going to tell you. Um, <laughs> it's a mystery bag. Yeah, it is. So wait and see, because the answer kind of is we don't really know yet. Um, yeah, we do. We know a little bit, not all of it though. We're um, really coordinated, yeah. We are a we are Pod Syndicate podcast. Uh, check out the other podcast there. As you always say, the Beyond the Neon, Change Rock versus Pun, uh, the Bonus Show, What's on Tap, uh, Iron Sequel, His Film, Her Movie, um, probably missing one, Entertainment Landfill. Um, there and ourselves, a okay, lot of bonus shows as well um, from various contributors. Uh, just mention the Patreon, $2.40 uh, a month gets you a lot of extra shows on there. Uh, we've been pretty good with the extra content at the moment, you know, get to. Listen to me and Ian um, watching 
a lot of Nolan in the next 10 days. Panic watching Nolan. You know what we were saying? Just watching about, like, fucking, just watching Inception on double speed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we were saying about Cineworld opening and like, God, guys, it's no excuse. You've known for weeks you were opening on this day. We we haven't known for weeks that tenants have been opening. You this knew day. it was happening though. We 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 we. In 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 all fairness, it's been so wishy washy that it just hasn't felt like we've needed to get serious. The <laughs> fact tickets are going on sale tomorrow. <laughs> makes me think shit we need to get on this now let, let, let's be honest nobody believes that it's actually the fucking 11th of august that's bullshit it's still March. it's the 4th of april nice. right now and everyone knows yeah. that yeah uh, so yeah so that was our show that was episode 358 uh, a little bit of a mad one i'm not gonna lie but i enjoyed chaotic. the fuck about you're okay. a chaotic host <laughs> you fucking try hosting once in a fucking while then no zing uh <laughs> Zing me. I just zinged you. Don't zing me. I did. Shut up. You zinged now. You're a bitch. You're tired with the zing. Um, thank you very much, Becky. Oh, thank you very much, Mark. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, and thank you very much, Ian. I'm going to go melt. Ian's going to go melt. I'm going to go buy cold beer. You're going to go buy cold beer. And I'm going to play FIFA. Nice. Oh, so I can drink my beer and read my book. Yeah. While you play there FIFA. There you go. While I play FIFA. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I've got to play two games um, to get a... T O S F F. Cool. Do you know what that is? A tosp. A tosp. Yeah. We've recently discovered that vegan chicken from uh, Donna Summer at Spark is the most amazing thing in the world, so we'll be going there tomorrow. You're getting a thunderstorm. I don't care. Fuck. That's fine. Potato <laughs> tops and vegan chicken and possibly a sambo. <laughs> yep. Maybe some vegan Donna mate. Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? It's 50% off. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.